bum 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 it's like the best part of going to see a marvel movie in the theater and i get excited every single time yeah what's going on guys welcome to the cinefanatics podcast my name is chris adams i'm robert adams and as you can tell by this very lovely intro done with my very lovely singing voice yeah uh we're talking we're, we, we, it's, it's, it's happening it's finally happening we've done this podcast for how long this weeks. is the ninth episode weeks we've done it for weeks and we haven't done like an entire episode outside of the wakanda forever that's like strictly dedicated to mcu despite all the freaking marvel toys on the shelf behind me also given the fact that we're still like baby youtubers and anyone who's doing like any kind of real <laughs> movie content saying that. Uh, primarily has to do content about like say the mcu because that's what's hot that's what's popular that's what gets the views you keep saying we're baby YouTubers. We've been around for like four years now. We have 1.7 thousand. Four years old. Yeah, but we're, we have 1.7 thousand. We're, we're toddlers. <laughs> yeah. We're at least toddlers now. But I mean, still, we're, we need to rely on subjects that people are going to be interested in for the clicks, for the views. And it just so happens that we're knowledgeable at this subject also. And because Disney's cutting us a big fat check to... Promote the MCU. There's no way a channel with 1.7 thousand subscribers is getting any kind of a check cut by Disney. As true as that is, people will still say it in the comments. Oh, oh so okay. Yeah, might as well reinforce their s dumb thoughts. Hey, he just submitted it live. We now know <laughs> there's proof. No, that's not... No. Dang, that's not how that works. It's called sarcasm. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're going to talk about the MCU as it relates right now to Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Now, here's the thing about this. Uh, we're using that as kind of the jumping point since that's the most recent release as of this podcast. The thing to keep in mind is we've seen the movie. You might have also. And that's great if you have because we're probably going to dive into a little bit of spoilers. There is a gnat flying around my face right now. Sorry, we're going to dive a little bit into some spoilers and other things. So, you know, if you haven't seen the movie, maybe you might want to put a pause on this po podcast and just come, come back later after you've seen the movie. So the whole point of this is basically we want to try to guess based off of like our knowledge of how movies work, how storytelling works, and how the Marvel Comics stories go. Yep. Kind of want to give like an idea, a prediction of like where is the MCU going as of right now? What are the things that we're going to get to? And of course, we know because it's been released already that uh, that we're going to get like the next Avengers movie is going to be Kang Dynasty. We know Secret Wars is coming up. We know Fantastic Four is coming. So I'm not going to sit here like on a podcast going, hey, I bet you we're going to get the Fantastic Four. Poppycock. I mean, call it whatever you want to call it. I mean, <laughs> call it Matt, but I mean, otherwise. Um, <laughs> Darn it, Matthew. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, we can't sit here and like say that because everyone's going to be like, well, no, duh. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Feige told us that. Yeah. Tell us something new. Well, that's the point of this podcast. We're going to tell you something tell new. Tell me something new. That's not how that song goes. It's not how that song goes. Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> to dive into it, of course, we've seen Quantumania. We have a review up on this channel. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch the review. We would really appreciate that. Please make sure you watch the ads also. Um I'm just trying to just trying to encourage people to help us out. Yeah. So the where the MCU is right now, 
it's like splitting off into a whole bunch of different places when before, yes. especially like phase one, we seemingly got the idea it was all leading towards Thanos. Thanos had like his hands in almost every movie franchise within the MCU. Yes. So we knew it was moving towards Thanos. We don't know where it's necessarily moving right now. We know King's a big part of it, but... Yeah, um, and as such, they introduced him in Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania, so we got our first taste of him and kind of of where he's going to go and what he's going to be up to in the larger picture of Phase 5 and 6 or the multiverse saga as it's as it's known. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some other loose threads. There's some other loose loose threads like from Quantumania? No. So other lo- what I mean by other loose threads is of course we've got Kang in uh-huh. his story in one direction. Yeah. We've got Seemingly uh, what all uh, Doctor Strange is doing, which he did dabble a little Mm. bit in the multiverse, uh, which would also include like WandaVision. I think WandaVision was kind of like adding into that. So it's a bunch of stuff like picking up from Phase 4 and what they've been doing in Phase 4. Some of that may actually connect with Kang because Kang is a character that's multiversal as well. Especially Loki. So another one that I'm talking about is Captain Marvel. So also mm-hmm. a thread left over from WandaVision is we have uh what's her face like Spectrum Maria. or yeah we got Monica Mar- we got Monica Rambeau which one's the mother which one's the daughter yeah. I'll never tell yeah we got Monica Rambeau yeah. who at the end of WandaVision was approached by a scroll saying Fury wants to speak to you or something and then they like Star Trek teleported away to like the mothership or the Enterprise or something. I yeah, because last last place we saw Nick Fury, he was hanging out on the on the ship. And then there's also go back to I think it was like Far From Home. Mm-hmm. There was the scene of Talos and his wife are are, are imitating Fury yeah. and while well, Fury's hanging out on the Maria ship. Hill. Yeah, granted he so, did take a detour back down to Earth for Endgame. So and we know interesting where Fury's at right now. Yeah, we know that. That Captain Marvel, because of that, is also going to have a connection with Secret Invasion, yep. which is going to connect to the Marvels. But that's a whole storyline just in regards to Captain Marvel, the Skrulls, that seemingly have no real connection to the multiverse or Kang at right this moment. now, yeah. So the thing you got to keep in mind, and the way that this connects back, and I'll, I'll, I'll jump in here with this, is that if you've watched the show Miss Marvel, uh, we know Kamala Khan has that that little bracelet that unlocks her powers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the technology that Fastos was using in Eternals, we we tend to believe that some of this is, some of the stuff can, can be or could be related to some of the technology that Kang is using. Or, you know, not just the Eternals, but also the uh, the Ten Rings from Shang-Chi. So, all, like, where do all, they all come in? Yeah. Remember at the end of Shang-Chi, there was that post credit scene where they were talking about where did, what's the origin of the rings? It's something ancient, but something kind of futuristic mm-hmm. at the same time. It's, there, there's, there's reason to believe that that technology is also connected to the technology that Kang uses. Potentially. Uh, also keeping in mind <laughs> that the end of Eternals also left it open with... Arashim is not happy. Yep. He's not a happy uh, celestial. Mm-mm. 
So where does he come into play with this? There, there's another like loose end. So like all of this is still loose ends on top of what we know is coming. We know that they're going to be shoving the X-Men into the MCU At somewhere, some somehow. Assuming the first ep- first movie might come in phase six. Maybe. But I mean, so far, thus, thus far, we've only gotten... Thus, verily. We've, we've only gotten connections to the X-Men <laughs> In the terms of the use of the word mutant, yeah. both from Kamala Khan or Kamala Khan's friend or whatever told yeah. her that she's, she's a, a mutant. mutant, and then we also have Namor, Namor. said it in Wakanda Forever. Namor, yeah. So, how are the mutants actually going to play into this? How do they bring them in? How do they bring in this, uh, the Fantastic Four? Because you know that is also going to in turn bring in Silver Surfer and Galactus. If Silver sorry, Surfer, sorry, sorry, we're like super nerding out here, if, but I mean, and that's a big if Silver Surfer and Galactus even play a role at this point in Phase Five and Six. Because keep in mind, we're at least getting one Fantastic Four movie in Phase Six at the start of Phase Six. Mm-hmm. We might not get a second Fantastic Four movie in well, Phase Six. Hold on, we might not get a second Fantastic Four movie in Phase Six. We might also not get a Silver Surfer specific movie in Phase Six. So the coming of Galactus storyline might not even happen in the multiverse saga. Well, so I'm saying this not limiting it to the phases. Silver Surfer and Galactus are coming. There sure. is absolutely no way that the MCU is going to exist without them bringing in Silver Surfer and Galactus now that they have rights to the Fantastic yeah. Four from Fox. Yeah, so we know they're going to show up at some point. <clears throat> I'm thinking like up to this point, though, what we know of the MCU thus far, thus verily, is that is that we we've got up to phase six we've got up to kang dynasty and secret war right now is mm-hmm. what's planned out there's some movies in phase six we still don't know but this is the mcu as far as we know it we don't know what happens to the mcu past secret war i know a lot of people out there on the internet talking about uh secret war is what you kind of end the current uh mcu as we know it on you don't go past that which i'm thinking that doesn't necessarily work right now because there's still a multitude of stories that they could tell with the MCU as it stands before the whole inevitable rebootion. Rebootion? Rebootion. The reboot comes. Like basically what we think uh, DC is doing with Flashpoint using that, or Flashpoint, the Flash movie that's yeah. basically using the Flashpoint storyline to reboot the DCEU to the DCU. Because, I mean, you got to break it down. You got to think about this for a second. Wherein the comics, they can continue and create storylines as long as they want, as many times as they want, and these characters will never age or don't ever have to age in terms of the stories because mm-hmm. they're drawings on paper. The movies are work differently because real people are involved. Real human beings are portraying these characters on film, and real human beings do age over 10, 20 years. Which is why we've had like three actresses play Cassie Lang. So yeah, far. <laughs> more or less, yes. Also because they wanted to... Time has happened. They wanted to rapidly age that character up a little bit, too. Um, but yeah, I mean, like right now, Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. is retired from the role. Maybe he has a cameo appearance in Secret War. Who knows if that's going to happen. I actually think I saw like some news earlier. Uh, we could potentially talk about this on Tagline as well at yeah. some point. But I think I saw some news earlier where Robert Downey Jr. is like 100% his foot down. I'm not coming back even for like cameos or whatever. Which, I, I mean, take that as you will. <laughs> yeah. Hugh Jackman said he's not playing Wolverine anymore. And guess what? Deadpool 3 says otherwise. Yeah, so... Yeah, we'll so, see. <laughs> so yeah, going off of that, 
Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. Un- under under that idea, let's just stick with that. He's done. Mm-hmm. No, so Tony Stark, as he has appeared in the MCU, no more. We we don't see Tony Stark anymore. But there's so many more stories that Iron Man that you could tell with the Iron Man character that they just never touched in the movies. Um. So yeah, I mean, like these real humans, they age out of these roles. So at some point, the MCU has to reboot because they will have used all the heroes. Yeah. All the heroes will have had, or all the main heroes that anyone would, would actually care to see a movie about will have had actors that have aged out of the roles. Those heroes will have to be retired. They have to reboot the entire thing if they want to go back and tell new stories with those characters. Yeah. So eventually we will see that. So people are thinking, some people are thinking that's going to happen right after phase six, right after secret war. I think that there's still like an whole nother trilogy of phases to go. And then you see the reboot. I believe it may be possible. The comics they did uh, in the later, like, 2010s, there was another Secret Wars storyline that did effectively reboot, like, the 616 Marvel Universe. Uh, And it did allow... That was the storyline that allowed, like, say, Miles Morales to come over to 616 and get out of the Ultimate Marvel Universe that he was first created in. Yeah. So, like, something like that is poten- could potentially happen. Um, like, so I want to look back at, like, the actual, like, where the movies, ha- where they're at now, where they could potentially go within the confines of where we're at right now. I don't know if I want to fully, like, lead into, like, Silver Surfer and Galactus, because I don't think we have enough information to fully grasp how that could be incorporated later especially because the first fantastic four movie has yet to come out or even be casted at this point and that first fantastic four movie is largely going to focus on doom and the relation the fantastic four have to kang yes um so like going back to captain marvel with the scrolls and stuff i kind of feel like that's going to be like a one-off story secret war or not secret war uh, secret invasion Secret invasion you get the you get the we're two going, mix up. all these secrets guys yeah we're going to see some kind of a seed planted yeah whether it's in the secret invasion show which i doubt i think that's just going to be a one-off show i think we're going to see more of a seed planted in the marvels and that's where we're going to take what's been happening with Captain Marvel, the Scrolls, Secret Invasion, Miss Marvel. We're going to take all that and now focus it on the main storyline of getting back to Kang. Yeah. Uh, so that, I believe, will happen in the Marvels. I'm not exactly sure what that will look like. Well, so there's actually, like, there's a through line here if you think about it. So, again... Y- I think it depends on Monica's powers. So, so hold, for first of all, we're talking about... Uh, the Fantastic Four coming later. I bring them back up because Kevin Feige has been on on record now stating that they are a pillar of, they're kind of a pillar, a cornerstone of the MCU coming coming soon. Yeah. What the Fantastic Four grants you is the ability to tie back in all the cosmic stuff like that, like whatever they do with scrolls and all that. Yeah. Ha- what have you. Back into the Kang storyline too. Again, because of Kang's relation to the Fantastic Four. So that is one area where those two pieces can tie together at. Um, I'm also wondering what is the thing like at the end of the Miss Mar- Miss Marvel show we got uh, Miss Marvel seemingly swapped places with Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. What caused that? I'm I'm willing to bet that will be answered in the Marvels movie. But yeah, something right there could potentially also lead to something having to do with multiverse. 
time jumping. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Is that a multiverse thing? Is that a time thing? Is that just locations switching switching locations? Yeah, that was that was really weird. So depending on how that all ties in together, that mm-hmm. may solve that problem. Uh, the Eternals, what are they doing? <laughs> They're just chilling right now. Yeah, there's nothing. The only thing we have left on the Eternals is we know that Star Fox Euros is now involved with them somehow, and Pip the Troll is palling around with him. And they're going with Fina and Druig? Yeah. To go um, find the others who Erishim took away? I'm wanting to bet we may see something with them again, mm-hmm. like in a post-credits on Guardians Volume 3. That would be interesting to tie them back into Guardians. That would make sense. Because the only other place I could see any of them popping up would be like post-credits for Blade because of Blade's connection with uh, the Black Knight. And that's a stretch because I didn't think that was... Like when we first heard it, you remember I didn't think that was Blade. I was like, why is this mysterious voice popping up out of nowhere? Yeah, this has nothing to do with vampires. Why is Blade up in here? And I know like Blade and Black Knight have a connection in the comics, but I mean... That did not occur to you while you were watching that post-credit scene. Yeah. Yeah, so there's those who want to comment below. It is I know. Yeah. I know. It is crazy how many like threads and stuff there are all over the place because you think about that, you think about okay, we gotta do Blade and the Supernatural with the vampires that can still kind of bleed into what they did with like Werewolf by Night, but at the same time, we've also got Black Widow, Thunderbolts, all that happening over here. Mm-hmm. Captain America with uh, with the leader and everything's going to happen over here on this side of the, the coin. And like all of that feels much more grounded and more like in the real world sense. Yeah. More or less. Uh, none of that feels tied to the Kang storyline either. Yeah. So... I think, so in my opinion, I, I believe the stuff with Captain America, New, New World Order, and Thunderbolts, both of those movies are basically, those are going to be just setting up the players. Yeah. Those are all going to be... Where's char- everybody at right now? Character, Yeah, characters <laughs> and people that will have more meaning and more impact in the greater story yeah. when it comes time for King Dynasty. We just need to know, like for Thunderbolts specifically... We need to be reintroduced to these characters as they are all working together mm-hmm. under... Uh, essentially, Thunderbolts should be put together much like Suicide Squad. Hopefully not as bad as Suicide Squad. Yeah. Hopefully closer to the Suicide, the suicide Squad because that seemed to work better. But that that's basically what they're doing is they're combining them. We need to see how they all work together and then... Moving on from that yeah. to how that how they fit into the larger MCU storyline, uh, so yeah, I think those are all just going to be primarily filler. Yeah, I'm trying to think like there's a couple I want to touch upon specifically with King Dynasty and Secret Wars. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other like loose ends real quick to tie up the Hulk thing. So She Hulk, She Hulk, yeah, She Hulk and and Hulk. Um. I don't know. I don't know if we're if we're gonna see Scar anywhere. Well, I mean, he is he so he pops up at the end of She Hulk. So mm-hmm. we imagine that they want to do some kind of was that was it World War Hulk or Planet Hulk? I get those two mixed up in terms of name. So Planet Hulk is what we already effectively got with in Ragnarok. Ragnarok. So it'd be World War Hulk is what we're what we're looking towards. Sure, but the so the World War Hulk storyline is that Hulk is pissed. 
Because the Illuminati in the comics, not the ones from Doctor Strange, Mom. They're the ones that sent them off planet. Yeah, he they exiled Hulk to Sakaar. And now Hulk is back and he's pissed because he got exiled. So and he wants revenge. That's not what happened in the movies. He exiled yeah. himself. So we're probably not going to fully dive into either one of those stories as we know them. I don't even think we're going to get like a, say like a civil war treatment. And what I mean by that, of course, is how different the Captain America civil war movie was from the civil war storyline in the comics. Which really wasn't that different. It, it wasn't it, that it, different, it, but it also it was very different in the terms of there's not as many characters that Marvel had to use at the time. It wasn't yeah. as robust, wherein you would think like a civil war movie would actually be like a trilogy of movies by itself, potentially. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, they didn't do that, obviously, in the movie. They only had one movie to cover that storyline. So I imagine they've already kind of touched most of the Hulk stuff that they would do. Mm -hmm. But you have to think that should the rights go back to Marvel for distribution from Universal, uh, they do want to do a Hulk movie again. They want to do a follow-up to The Incredible Hulk at some point. And that maybe that's what they're leaning towards, hinting towards. We don't know. There's no real announcement on that yet. That, um, would, be, that would be what I would hope for. Yeah, because as of right now, I can't see any reason to bring back She-Hulk, other than doing like another season of her show, another season of her show, or just an Avengers team up. And yeah, and in which case she just is randomly popping up, like, "Hi guys, I'm here. Do y'all need a lawyer?" Except for one place, I do believe she is supposed to make an appearance in Captain America: New World Order, which does make sense if you think about the because the leader is a part of that. Yeah, I believe possibly. she's. I believe she's at least supposed to make a cameo in that, if not. A, has a full role. Uh, that might be one where she's actually brought in as <clears throat> as Jennifer Walters as a lawyer Ooh. first and foremost. Legal stuff. Again. And then since she happens to be caught up with these people, she also has the ability to turn into She-Hulk and help out that way as well. Clarify for me, what do you mean by these people? The, the people of the super-powered persuasion. That's offensive. Sorry, if I, I apologize if any of y'all watching or listening to this podcast <laughs> you have, have superpowers. superpowers. I completely apologize, and I and, and, and please feel free to leave a comment down below. I will do better in the future. I promise. No, he won't. I I I, I am a human being that also makes mistakes. It's not gonna happen. And I apologize. I apologize if you took it the wrong way. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ooh, that was not a real apology. That's yeah. That's, it started good. Anyway, not how you apologize. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So these are the loose threads. What other shows? We had Hawkeye. Hawkeye's still floating around somewhere. We got Kate Bishop. Hawkeye. She's on the same level as the rest of like the Thunderbolts and everything too. Yeah, I think that'll be tied into like Daredevil, New, New Echo. World, New World Order, uh, Thunderbolts, Echo, Daredevil. Like Daredevil. All, all these characters are still existing in the same in the same sphere on on Earth. Yeah, <clears throat> they're all in like that cluster. Yeah. Um, that I will see more and more of as it continues. Um, but yeah, then again, we still got Doctor Strange is doing his thing. Uh, Wakanda, they're doing their own thing over there still with Shuri. Yeah, there's there's now a a, a bond between Shuri and Namor. Uh, that one also, I, I feel like. <sighs> I feel like a lot of these movies are, and I've said this before on like a bunch of other things. I feel like that those movies so far were are just moving chess pieces. Yeah, we're putting chess pieces on the board, effectively getting them ready. Yep. So now we have Wakanda where it's at. Shuri is where she needs to be ready for whatever else may come. Yep. 
Uh, She-Hulk is ready. Hawkeye or Kate Bishop is now getting ready. Spider-Man swinging around in a fancy new costume. Spider-Man I'll come back to in a little bit. I got a a long thing with Spider-Man. I feel like we should hit Spider-Man now. We've covered pretty much everybody else. Well, so before we get into Spider-Man, I want to... Because Spider-Man, I feel like, is going to be more tied in with Secret Wars. I want to come back to tying it all into Kang Dynasty first. So let's then let's go back to Ant-Man Quantumania. Okay. So, yeah, Quantumania, I mean, so we got the... Actually, let's come back a little bit further. Let's talk about the end of uh, Loki. Stick with us. We'll get there. Yeah. Sorry, we have, like, really bad ADHD. No, so you do. Th- okay, well, I do. I have mildly okay ADHD. Which is funny, because as a kid, you were, like, more worse off than I was. I was very... <laughs> it, 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 it you were bouncing different. all over the place. It was very different. Yeah. It showed itself very differently. Um, so going back to Loki, we got the whole thing at the end of Loki with he who remains. Yep. He was warning Loki and Sylvie that, hey, you could kill me, but you're just going to have to deal with my variants. And Sylvie was all like, yeah, I don't believe him. And Loki's like, uh, there's a chance he's probably mm-hmm. telling the truth. Yeah. But Sylvie killed him anyways. So, and then we got Loki comes back to Mobius and tells Mobius, not Morbius, get it right, tells Mobius all about Kang. Mobius has no idea who he is. So apparently this whole like timeline's already been like scrubbed and now Loki's back in here. Uh, Off camera, I'm guessing he had to reintroduce himself and tell this whole tale because in Quantumania at the end, we get Loki and Mobius. The actual post-credit, not the mid-credit, the post-credit. Yeah. There's designations for these scenes now. Yeah. Pre-credits the movie, mid-credits happening in the middle of the credits, post-credit happens after the credits. Get it right. So in the actual post-credits, we got Loki and Mobius are are witnessing uh, Victor Timely, which is another Kang variant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so reason would state that Loki season two is going to be following Victor Timely, which I love. Victor Timely is a character, a, a, a Kang variant who was sent back to like the early, like 1900 or 1800s or something. I can't remember exactly. Sent back earlier to lay the groundwork for Kang to be able to conquer everything. So what I actually imagine for Loki season two would be that it isn't, maybe, maybe it isn't just Victor Timely. Maybe it's, they're just hunting down multiple Kang variants throughout time. And that's kind of the, ex- the the extent of season two of Loki is we're just hunting down various Kang. I think it's going to end with that. I think. No, I, no, no, no. I what, think I'm thinking, gonna... what I'm thinking is they're going to hunt them down. And then at the end, we're going to realize how this ties into everything else and how it's still bigger than they imagined. So there's still more going on. I think that they are going to hunt down just smaller, smaller time Lokis throughout season two. Kings hunt down smaller time Kings throughout season two. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, I think they'll at least the first half of season two, they're going to be dealing with Victor timely investigating him, finding out who he is, what he's about. And then through him realizing like the council of Kings, we might not actually see the council council of Kings uh, like we saw in the mid credits of quantum mania. Uh, we might not see that in Loki season two. Yeah. Until potentially the very end. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I do believe there will be actual Kang involved by the end of season two of Loki. See, and this is where we split off. So this is where you're going to want to come back later because I believe that Kang will be involved throughout the end. 
entire season two of Loki, not just at the end. So a couple other things still tied in with Kang at the end of Quantumania. Uh, during that scene that we saw the the Council of Kangs, mm-hmm. uh, we got introduced to effectively Immortus, mm-hmm. the dude with the giant purple hat, who is essentially like the version of Kang that just watches over time in general. Most people were thinking that that was going to be He Who Remains, um, although it's not He Who Remains. We now have visually seen Immortus, even though he didn't call himself that. Uh, nope, He Who Remains is just He Who Remains. Yeah, S- completely separate character. Yeah. Immortus is basically that same character, just a more evil version. He Who Remains wasn't necessarily evil. He yeah. was just there. Um, then we also got a look at the Kang version of Rama Tut. Yeah. Which those who know X-Men knows Rama Tut is an Egyptian warlord. Not necessarily a god, but he's just an Egyptian leader. Pharaoh? Yeah. Like way back like in BC ter- time. Mm-hmm. And he was the one who found and raised in Sabanur to become Apocalypse later. Ooh, X-Men? So there's another tie at least for X-Men and Apocalypse and... Since Sorry, there's another tie for them to do Apocalypse correctly. correctly. <laughs> uh, God love you, Oscar Isaac, but I'm that movie was willing to bet. Woof. Yeah, I'm willing to bet that's what they're going to do. We will Absolutely. see Ramata again, and Ramata will be in there to introduce Apocalypse, and we're going to get a proper Apocalypse in the MCU. Again, I, uh, this is going to be very loose just because we have no idea how they're actually bringing in the X-Men. Correct. They could bring in the X-Men because of Apocalypse. It's yeah. because of Apocalypse coming in that Xavier's like, yeah, I need to get like a team of mutants who can understand mutants and fight this mutant. And that's where he starts gathering people. It would be an interesting way to go to do that pretty much before you do Magneto. So, Yeah, like Magneto may have a hand in there as well, but... Yeah. Uh, it may be like I'm collecting these yep. students to fight Magneto, but in actuality, Apocalypse is the bigger yeah. threat, and he's the one that I'm wanting them to be prepared for. That's very loose, and like I don't mean that as an actual, this is where this is going to go, because we just don't know. Yeah. Uh, the other Kang variant, we have to assume, I believe, was like the version of Kang that's kind of like Iron Lad. That would be... That I don't... I'm not 100% on. Uh, yeah, I'm not 100% sold on that either, because he's supposed to be younger. Yeah, and he didn't and look he, that young. And he wouldn't look like Jonathan Majors, or at least not Jonathan Majors in the age that he's at right now. So yeah. that uh yeah, that one's that one's not hundred percent certain. It could be someone else. If you if you actually in the comments, if you have a better idea as to who that could be, feel free to l- let us know in the comments because we would we're very interested in finding out which other King variant could this possibly be. Yeah. Um, and then of course we got the entire council of Kings that we saw, which obviously they're not really, they're not really going to play into anything until the King dynasty. That's where we'll see them really. So this brings me to a point where just as a quick side note, the Avengers seems to like, they seem to like fighting just uh, swarms of whatever bad guys happening. Yeah. Chitauri in the first Avengers, bunch of Ultrons in the second Avengers, <laughs> Thanos' army in Infinity War. Now we just have and kings. kings. And now King Dynasty, we're just going to have them fight a bunch of kings. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. I mean, I can, I can see it going that route. We'll see if they actually do that. That'll be funny. And then uh, you can have Sam and Bucky talking about which one of the big three does this fall under? Yeah. <laughs> um. That would be funny to bring that. I doubt they'll bring that conversation back up, but that would be funny. 
on your left. You know, they could. You're on my right. I'm on your right. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, the, the the fact of the matter is is that you go back to to Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Um, we're introduced to Kang here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of taken over the empire, made an empire essentially. He actually used the word dynasty in the movie. They did in the marketing also. The trailer yeah. for it said, "Be like, get ready or be prepared for they're, a whole new dynasty." They're already starting. Yeah. Marvel's uh, genius marketing. Uh, and we've seen this before. Essentially, they used the word Endgame before it was used mm-hmm. in a title. So I like that. I like the fact that I don't know if they actually had that plan to begin with. Maybe. We, we don't know because we were only introduced to as Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2. They may have already planned to call them two separate things, but they just told us, the audience, we're calling it Part 1 and Part 2. They didn't want to say Endgame yet. They didn't want to say Endgame, even though it's already been said at least twice by that time. Yeah. One by Iron Man and the other one by Doctor Strange. Yeah. So it's possible that that was already planned out this time they're flipping it where we already know the movie is going to be called Kang dynasty. Now we're going to start dropping the word dynasty and they're randomly. Doing that, they're doing that to prick your ears. Yeah. And we're, we're like, like Ooh, oh, I want oh, to find out about this. They said the thing. Yeah. They said the thing, but yeah. Uh, so we get to see like a little bit of Kang's power. They don't really like dive too, too deep or too hard into Kang. They kind of just do like Janet has like some brief glimpses into what his power has done and what he was capable of doing. Um, but for the most part, we don't really get that deep with Kang in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. He doesn't seem like he's other than the fact that there's a whole bunch of him. He doesn't really seem like he's that big of a threat because this one was effectively defeated by ants. Yeah. So, <laughs> more. Or I less. mean, that's not really like, hey, good job. Uh, you were defeated by an ant. An insect defeated you. There's a trend with Marvel villains where sometimes they're just defeated and thrown off by the, just the most mild-mannered thing, uh, Ronan in a dance battle to save the universe. Yeah. So, there's that. Uh, otherwise, as we're talking about like the Ant-Man crew, you've got uh, Scott, Hope, Cassie... All of them are... Hank and Janet. Yeah, they're all now just sitting and chilling. Uh, Scott is aware that something else could be coming that potentially could destroy the universe. I think that's just that's just the foreshadowing of the Kang dynasty. Oh, okay, yeah. So we're coming. talking about like right at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think that's that's leading to anything other than just straight jumping into I, the Kang I dynasty. I love the way they handled that too, which is the... Could, <laughs> I, could I have made everything a whole lot worse? Did I mess everything up? Which nah, is, I'm sure it's fine. Which is a great juxtaposition because... <laughs> you he, know he did. Because he was the one who effectively solved everything yeah. in Endgame. He was the answer, the solution in Endgame. Well, technically that rat was, but I mean, eh, butterfly effect. Yeah. Uh, he was the solution. Now he's the cause of the problem. So a nice little flip there. I, lo- I like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all that's leading to Kang Dynasty. I don't know exactly what Kang is doing doing what he wants to do he's kind of a a a generic i just want to conquer everything yeah and rule the world and i don't know what i'm gonna do with it once i'm in charge of it the juxtaposition here being uh uh, thanos actually had like a end goal in mind which was i just want to wipe out half i want to improve life for the entire universe by wiping out half of it so the resources are are still going to be good he had like a benevolent plan with what he wanted to not sort of not the best plan but his heart was in the right place ish yeah 
This one, this is just Kang just wants to conquer everything. Who knows yeah. what he's going to do with it when he does, but that's... Will he take over Twitter? Will he end it? Or is he going to be just like Elon and be mad, hungry with power? Sorry, Charge what? everyone $8 for a Charge stupid check mark that <laughs> is now, like, worthless. See, it's the blue check mark because he's blue. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's just a mask. It's, it's, it's just not his actual face. Yeah, it's just a mask. Um, the other aspect of Quantum Mania I wanted to touch on is a lot of people are kind of frustrated over MODOK. Yeah. Uh, I like what they did with MODOK. He's not comic book accurate, but within the terms of the MCU, I am happy with what they did with him. And kick. And kick. And kick. Okay. Uh, I am kind of disappointed that uh, by the end of the movie, he he's effectively dead. Which I hate because I would like to see more of him. I would like to see if they would get more to like the comic book accurate I in have terms a of theory. personality. I have a theory. Well, what's your person? What's your theory, real quick? My theory, real quick, is that uh, Kang is Kang. Modok here is a. He's sometimes a mental organism. Sometimes he's a mechanical, mechanical. organism. Yeah. In the case of Quantum Mania, do they call him mental or mechanical? Mechanical. So they call them mechanical. Lean into that. Just because the the organic part of Modok effectively died does not mean the mechanical part of Modok can't still be alive and well. Uh, you got a corpse now. You've got a you got a empty shell essentially of which to utilize because Modok in the comics is a threat of a villain. He has done a lot across multiple heroes. Uh yeah, spent a lot of time with Iron Man, but a lot of time with other heroes as well. Um he's the he he runs AIM essentially, right? Yeah. So there's so much. I mean, we've already technically had AIM introduced. They may not do anything with that. But what I'm saying is there's pieces set up that if they wanted to do more with MODOK, they could. Revive him more as like a cyborg. In my mind, I would have the leader be the one to come in and revive him and give him like new life essentially as a cyborg. Mm -hmm. uh, which, it, it, if you think about it, it's kind of a tragic story to what they did with Darren yeah. in the movie. And kind of like he was redeemed or whatever by the end of it. But at the same time, yeah, what's left over of him is, is now going to be just full on evil, just heartless evil, which would be sad to see for that character. But at the same time, it would be really cool to see for just the character of who Modok is supposed to be yeah. as fun of a character as he was in Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania as interesting and, and you know, lighthearted, but also kind of still sort of threatening as a character as he was. There's still more that you can do with Modok to actually make him a threatening villain, and I think they laid a good foundation for him in that movie. So, I don't know. Do we see more of him? We didn't know if the leader was ever going to come back, and we know that he is. Yeah. So, there's always room to bring certain characters back, so long as the people playing the characters are willing contractually to come back. Yeah. Um, the other one I want to push into now is Beyond Kang Dynasty going into Secret Wars. Mm -hmm. uh, so for those of y'all who aren't aware of the comics, I'm going to talk about the original Secret Wars storyline. The original storyline involved a, a godlike being called the Beyonder who basically just wants to pit good versus evil and ultimately find out who would win in that battle this uh, this guy's like the mythbusters that just wants to like you know i do want to know the solution to this is this confirmed or is it plausible he's, or 
He's a kid playing with his comic book action figures. Uh, essentially, yeah. So what he does is he takes a giant group of supervillains and a giant group of superheroes and puts them over onto another planet called Battle World, has them fight it out to see who ultimately would win. Uh, also in that storyline, there is a bit where uh, Doctor Doom understands that the Beyonder is this gigantic, powerful being, and he's trying to steal the Beyonder's powers. Uh, spoiler alert, he does, but it's because the Beyonder allows him to. So mm -hmm. this is going to be interesting. Um, so we're going to get the setup of Doctor Doom, obviously, in Fantastic Four. There's the, a very good chance this will... The theory being here, because we know Doctor Doom is a super powerful villain in the Marvel Universe, can be a major you know, bad guy for many, many characters... You're going to have Kang, and then once Kang is done, you have Doctor Doom is mm -hmm. still lurking, going, nope, I'm the bad guy you got to face now at the end of Phase 6. Potentially. Um, the other thing I, I like on this is uh, they did touch upon the Secret War storyline in the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. Uh, a lot less characters, because they didn't have like full rights to all the characters. Um, so they didn't select like half the comic book <laughs> characters that existed to join in this. Um, but they did put, what they did is they made it where Spider-Man was the leader of the heroes and he was being progressively ch uh, ch trained or challenged by Madam Web uh, for like a couple of seasons before. Uh, Secret Wars was one of the final storylines, that and the Clone Wars they did. Uh, so for like two or three seasons at least, Madam Web was sporadically pop up and tried to get Spider-Man to solve his current solution by thinking about something that he probably technically would never actually think of or understand. Yeah, think thus, outside the box, Spider-Man. Yeah, thus solving his current problem and adding some some new way of doing things to his repertoire that he could then in turn come back and use later on in the Secret Wars. Mm -hmm. uh, it come to find out that Madam Web was like basically in cahoots with the Beyonder. So they were all heading towards this anyway. So that's not what they did in the comics. Uh, but I foresee that they could potentially do something similar in the movies. They could be using Spider-Man, depending on, again, how the relationship with Sony goes. Yeah. They could use Spider-Man as more of a focal point for Secret Wars, putting him in that lead position, because that would make sense. As of right now, we know that there's potentially a Spider-Man 4 coming, for sure. Yes. We don't know about a 5 and 6, but that's not as important right now as at least one more Spider-Man movie kind of leading into a Secret Wars story. Now, there is also a Madam Web movie coming out, but, <sighs> but I don't think anything sony is doing right now it's other smart. than spider-man is going to do mean anything so i completely will forget that that madam web is existing because yeah. very likely she's not going to be a part of this so yeah i do think that they're going to go they're going to go the route of potentially making spider-man like the leader of the good good guys they are going to have dr doom try to steal the beyonders powers because that's a great great storyline in mm -hmm. the comics and that potentially they could have the Secret Wars reboot the MCU. Potentially. Potentially. I, again, I don't think that they will. Um, I, yeah, I, don't, I just don't think that they will because 
Unless unless Kevin Feige has it in his plans to like re obviously automatically recast characters like Steve Rogers and Tony Stark. Yeah. Because I mean, those are the characters you're going to want to bring back in. We want we would love to see more stories with them. We obviously have Sam Wilson as Captain America right now, so we're going to get a ton of stories with him in that role, which totally fine with as well. Um, there's any number of things that can that can happen here. I do think Spider Man. Ideally, Spider-Man does make the most sense in this case. The, other, the only other characters who could make the most sense, and again, we still have yet to be introduced to a bunch of characters and different positions that can be coming through the rest of Phase 5 and into Phase 6. But I imagine you either have uh, Sam Wilson's Captain America or you have, say, like Reed Richards. Either one of those two characters could also be leadership potential for Secret Wars 2, but especially considering that we're going to have we're very likely to have Doctor Doom play such a major role in that movie. Here's another thought also. Uh people have pointed out that and I not just needing to be pointed out I kind of think this is like common sense at this point. Yeah. We have seen effectively a lot of our major MCU characters passing the torch whether mm-hmm. they physically do it or not to new versions of themselves. Yeah. Riri uh, you've got Kate Bishop, Kate Bishop, Love from Thor: Thor Love, Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. You've got Sam Wilson, Yelena, Sam Wilson. We've got these other characters that are effectively new versions of the character before them. Yeah, you could have a situation where maybe Spider-Man is being trained to lead them. I mean, in some cases, yes, that will work. Like, uh, I don't know necessarily with, like, Sam Wilson, because he's already the more experienced person. Technically, maybe Yelena would be more experienced than Spider-Man as well. And some of that stuff might we might get hints at from Thunderbolts and Captain America New World Order. And that might be, like, a point of contention, drama, Mm -hmm. that the movies will touch upon. Yeah. Like, how are you going to tell Red Guardian (laughs) that he's got to listen to this little spider kid? He's not going to. He's not going to listen, and that's going to be a fun thing to put on camera as yeah. their little bickering. So, yeah, that might be interesting to go to, but I don't know. I feel like that they may take some page out of the Spider-Man cartoon from the '90s and make him a leader of some sort, training people and going bef- into that. And before you say, I don't know if they're really going to pay attention to a cartoon. Remember the themes that we've heard so far for the X-Men sprinkled in throughout multiple movies now. They Mm -hmm. do pay attention to the cartoon. They're bringing back X-Men, essentially the 90s and the Mm -hmm. X-Men 97 that's going to be coming out pretty soon. So I would almost expect it. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, here's the thing. Honestly, there's a lot of MCU to come. Uh, I am very certain we will do multiple podcasts on this topic again in the future Mm -hmm. as we uncover more uh, MCU that's unfolding in phase five and phase six. There's probably going to be more stuff. Be like, oh yeah, we got to do a whole freaking podcast on just these characters alone. That will easily happen at some point. So if you're here and you're watching and you're listening, we thank you. Please feel free to come back because this is not the last time we will talk about this subject. Yeah. As far as this podcast though goes, it is coming to a close. I liked what I did there. <laughs> Uh, if you want to know where you, <laughs> you can follow nerd. us and stuff, first of all, if you're listening to us on the audio, we thank you. Please give us a good rating here. Uh, we really appreciate you listening. Head on over to the YouTube as well. And those of you on the YouTube, you can do this while you're here. Uh, give us a like, subscribe, comment down below what you thought about this episode, what you thought about our discussion. Uh, do you have anything to add to it? We would love to continue that conversation down in the comments below. All sorts of stuff there. 
Um, as far as everything else we're doing on this channel, please feel free to come back. Wednesdays, we've got the tagline. That is our live movie news show. We talk about the most recent headlines and movie news. Uh, every month, we've got an episode of The Marquee. That's our movie tier ranking show. Genres, actors, directors, all sorts of stuff we are ranking. We're doing it live, and the chat is always welcome to come in and insert their opinions and thoughts on that as well. We do have one coming up. Oh, good lord. Episode, you got to make me think of like our scheduling and stuff. At the so. timing of this episode, is it this weekend or next weekend? I believe it is coming up. It is going to be this Friday. This Friday, yeah. So this coming Friday will be the marquee. We are tier ranking the entire Rocky series, including Creed and Creed 3. So yep. uh, go see Creed 3 and then come watch the marquee on Friday. That's going to be Friday night, 7.30 Pacific, 10.30 Eastern. Got it. So we're doing all sorts of stuff here. You're going to want to come check it out. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MLP, And you can follow me specifically at ChrisAdamsMLP on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, as well as twitch.tv slash ChrisAdamsMLP. Where you're playing all kinds of fun games and yeah. building a great community over there. I already have down like what you typically say for that. Absolutely. <laughs> you can follow me at Robert Adams MLP on Twitter, Instagram, Letterbox, and YouTube.com slash at Robert Adams MLP, where I will be doing something at some point soon. Got it. Yeah. Well, anyway, guys, we appreciate you joining us for this episode. Thank you so much. Uh, come back. Uh, we're usually doing these about two weeks out. From Every each other. other week, yeah. Every other week. So feel free to come back on the next one. Go back, listen to the episodes you may have missed, or re-listen to them if you caught them before. And we'll see you on the next one. That's it. Enough said. I was going to say that. Ha! <laughs> Beat you. Excelsior. Oh, it's the other phrase. <laughs>